Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back into the Starcastic Remarks studios. My name is Ryan Chambers, and we are Starcastic Remarks, sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook and our newest sponsor, Raycon. Please go and use the promo code THPN next time you go and use their stuff for a special little offer from them. And it also lets them know that we're the ones that sent you. So please, please go and do that. And I would really appreciate that. But without further ado, James, Chris, hey guys, how's it going? Uh, I'll be totally honest. I am a little low on the energy level tonight, so I apologize, but I am absolutely exhausted. Uh, but how are you guys doing tonight? I'm great. And is the same promo code for both sites? Yeah, it is. Wow. How convenient. Wow. So we are, we're, we're hitting like the big leagues guys. Like, we're like, on you know, top you, of things. Yeah. <laughs> like we're, we're getting the $8 million contract now. We're, we're moving our way up in the world. You That's hear that? Tom for that transition. We're not, we're not taking no little bridge contract no bridge contracts here me us and raycar and earn it for life this is a lifetime deal between us and raycar (laughs) Uh, what's been going on in y'all's lives lately um i I guess we should first say what uh what we all three did this past weekend but our uh mother our mommy dearest had her birthday on saturday so she turned the big five zero so happy birthday to our mother um Anything y'all want to say about that with our mother? Good job, Mom. Continues to age. She's been doing it for 50 years now. It's impressive. Ages like fine wine, right? Yep. Chris is yes. Just, yeah, sure. Go for yes. it. Yes. Yes, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we enjoyed a, a very good weekend here, and uh, – you know, it, it was it was really nice to get everybody together because just about everybody is out of the house now, uh, except for the youngest two. So uh, everybody's hey, kind of out during their. Well, James is technically out of the house. Like, like he he's he's, he's not in school time. anymore. He he's not in school anymore. He has like a big boy job. So we're all we're all working big boy jobs and doing stuff like that. It was nice to see everybody and uh, get everybody together and. Uh, you know, it, it, it's weird because, you know, we're not going to be able to do that much a ton over the course of our lifetime just because everyone's getting older. So, but uh, nonetheless, it was a, it was great to spend some family time together and I was glad to uh, get to see you guys in person. So, but anyways, we have some star stuff to get to tonight. Um, it, it, it's getting real, guys. I, I mean, it's, it's here. It's September. I mean, this is when training camp happens. We're going to start seeing preseason games here in the 20-ish range. You know, I forgot when the first actual preseason game is. It's like the 26th or whatever. But Something like that. Yeah, something like that. It's it's coming close, guys. Uh, is that excitement starting to ramp up for y'all, or are you not quite feeling it? It's yet? starting. I always feel like as soon as football season starts, you know, I'm just, I'm just inkling. It's almost there. We're almost to hockey. That that's what mm-hmm. football season is for. S- to tell you the that hockey, of hockey season, season is coming, <laughs> <laughs> because that's what everybody does in the Dallas area, right? You know, mm-hmm. football oh, season starts, and they're like, "Oh, okay, hockey season's on the way." 
That's exactly what everybody thinks. That's if what they should don't. Be they doing should this year. <laughs> they Dallas should fans, be. You yeah. should be doing that this year, Dallas fans. Unfortunately. Well, quick side note: How do you think the Cowboys are going to do this year? I'm not too. Not, not good. Not good. You know, <laughs> I'm not all they did this offseason was lose their best wide receiver. That's not normally a recipe for success. Mm-hmm. But you know, we still got a mediocre quarterback. We still got a mediocre running back. And we have a worse line now, too. So, yeah, the line doesn't things, look much better. All those things add up to a successful season. Are are, are we so bad that it's going to be like we're going to go like four and 12? Or do you think we're going to be perfectly no. mediocre? Like we're eight and eight. What we always do. We're going to go eight and eight. Well, there's more than 16 games now. We're going to go. Oh, yeah, there's 17. I forgot there's 18. Nine games. and eight or eight and nine. Yeah, something like that. And somehow win the division because the NFC East really sucks. might win the division. The Eagles are pretty good now. The Eagles are decent. <laughs> we'll see. <sighs> That's sad. Just sad. But anyways, let's talk about some Stars hockey, though. Um, there's some things we got to talk about because literally we finished the podcast Wednesday night last week. And the following morning, Mr. Jake Ottinger is officially back as a Dallas Stars yeah. netminder. He signs for three years at $4 million per season. Uh, what did you think about the contract? Do you Are you, are you surprised? Is this exactly what you thought? What, what, what are y'all's thoughts on this contract? Yeah, I think this was about what you'd expect. You know, he's a, one of the better goaltenders. We saw he was ranked on some NHL.com poll in the top 10 goaltenders in the league. So $4 million is not bad. Three years is a little short. But it also, when you look at the timing of other contracts that are ending around the same time, it frees up a bunch of money so you can really decide what you want to do at that point. So it's it's a really good signing, all things said. It's not a steal by any means, but it's not also a big loss by the Stars cap-wise. Yeah, I mean, this is about what we were kind of thinking he was going to sign for. We were thinking closer to the $3 I think. But it's, it's right in that range, I mean... Pretty much what what we said he was about going to sign for, sign for a little bit more, not much more, though. Yeah, and this was exactly what we kind of expected. We said, you know, between three and four, something like that. I think I actually said three and a half. Um, And it was pretty obvious that he wanted an eight-year deal. He wanted a long-term deal. But given the the Stars cap hit and everything – it, it just wasn't going to happen. It, there's no way that he would have gotten a, a big chunk of change with the way that the cap is. And uh, with that signing, and we'll talk about uh, Robo here in a second, but uh, it, it puts the Stars kind of real up against the cap there, about $6.3 million without uh, finagling any of the cap, and we'll talk about that uh, a little bit as well. But um I think it was kind of a give from both camps, if that makes any sense. Uh, you know, Robo really, or excuse me, Otter really wanted the term. He didn't get the term. He got the three years. But uh, it, the Stars wanted it to be about three, three and a half, and they kind of caved in at four. So I, I think they kind of gave up a little bit on both sides. So I think this is a perfect contract. This takes him to the age of 26. So he will still be a restricted free agent at the end of this contract, which is yeah, kind of nice as well. That's really, that's big. So it does take him to that point. So it allows the Stars to have a little bit more control for one more of his contract, whatever that contract may be. And if you're looking at it from Ottinger's standpoint, that's a year where you can really bank in. So if you are, if your stats continue going the way that his stats have been going, it allows him to really take advantage of it, and that cap is going to shoot up by that point. So we're looking like $90 million plus. So he could be an eight, nine, maybe even ten million dollar goaltender by the end of this contract, and when he and, if he reups with the stars, and the players that the stars would be losing at the point that his contract expires, it would free up that space for him too. The Ben contracts running out, the same contracts running out. I think Suter's contract even runs out at that point. So he got a lot of money in the bank that he can he can grab a hold of if he like like you said keeps trending in the right direction. So let's go ahead and talk about the flip side of the coin. We're talking about Ottinger. He's back. We don't have to worry about having Dobby and Wedgwood. Yep. You know, one down, one to go. We got we took care of the goaltending tandem. Ottinger's number one. Wedgwood's number two going into the season. 
this kind of makes things very complicated if you're the stars with signing uh, Robertson. And it makes it even more complicated because of the contract that was signed today. And obviously we're talking about uh, Tim Stutzla of the Ottawa Senators uh, signing a contract today, which I'm not really surprised about it, but I am a little bit surprised about it. I'm shocked. I'm not shocked, but at the same time, it's it's got a lot of risk to it. Um, do, do one of y'all have the the details of that? I I just know that it's, I think it's eight years at eight point three six million. I, I think that's about. I don't have what it the pulled contract. up in front of me, but it's over eight million a year, and he's eight years. Yes, so. and here and here's how this affects Robertson. And if if you're Robertson's camp and you're looking at that contract, your stats are better than Stutzla's. And Stutzla's by, a by a, like by a significant margin. I mean, Stutzla. I don't. I think he had like a twenty goal season this past year, mm-hmm. and he's seen as having more upside. You know, more of a possibility of being a superstar in the NHL than Robertson is. But he Stutzla has not shown that yet, and Robertson has. So that's kind of scary if you're the Dallas Stars because you're looking at that contract and you're like, oh well, if Tim Stutzla. Sorry, I'm fixing this sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow, that was impressive that you could even talk about Ugh. it. Honestly. Oh, I almost did. Props. But uh, t- you're looking at Tim Stutzla's contract, and you're like, oh, crap. Because yeah, That was my exact thought as soon as I saw it. <laughs> I mean, what can what are we looking at? Because, honestly, before Stutzla's contract came out, and you know he, it showed that he was making $8 million for the next eight years, you know, we could possibly see the stars the stars having Robertson take like a seven or seven point five million dollar deal. And they can finagle the cap a little bit. We'll talk about that here in a second. But how does this affect Robertson with the signing of Tim Stutzla today? I mean, it obviously gives him more power. I mean, you can't argue that he's okay, you can kind of argue that Stutzla is more valuable because of, like you said, the upside that he has. He's a like I think he's a bigger body. He is he has more potential to be really good, like you said. Um but right now, Robertson's the better hockey player. Like, without a doubt. He like offensively, he's twenty points better. He's a way better goal scorer, and he still has defensive upside as well. So it's not good because the stars have about six and a half in the bank right now to pay him. And that's not going to be enough. James, what do you think? I don't know. I feel like the Stutzville contract, it, I don't know how, how their fans feel about the contract, but I, I don't know that it's a good contract for the team. Like, it seems like he can just do basically what Dennis Gurionov did after having his 60-point season and just stay under 60 points for another three years. And they're stuck with him at an 8 mil cap hit. Like, Yeah. It can be one of those contracts you're like, that guy gets paid how much to be a third-line center? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, I mean, I, I don't know what they see in him that makes them want to pay him that much more. But if if I'm in talks with Robertson, I can I can kind of be like I they that dude did get paid a lot, but I think he's probably overpaid, right? So that that's not what I saw from Ottawa fans. though. Ottawa fans were excited to have him locked down. Like they thought, right? These knees, the cat's meow. And here's the risk to the contract. It may look. Like he's getting overpaid right now, but the cap is going to go up. So, and if he continues his progression like he has, then it, it's going to look like a steal in like three or four years, right? I mean, this go this goes back to the whole conversation we had about Gallardi's interview on the Cam and Strick podcast, where he's like, you know, instead of paying players, you know, when they become unrestricted free agents, like 27, 28, 29, 30, that range. Now people are starting to say, okay, we need to start paying these young guys a lot more money at yeah. the beginning, right after their entry-level deal, 
so that because that's when they're going to be producing a majority of their points when they're like 22 to 27. And that's pretty obvious when you look at, I mean, prime example, Jamie Benn. His points were much, much higher that period of his life than now. So we're basically paying him now for what he did back then. And what Ottawa is saying here is we're betting that he's going to be worth at least that or more, you know, in three or four years. That's what this contract is saying. That's quite the gamble, though. It's a gamble. It's a very big gamble. I, 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 if, if that was my team, I don't know that I'd be happy about the contract. I mean, I know, I know every team's excited about their younger players who are, who are playing good. They're playing decent, but I don't know that I'm going to want to pay one of those players over $8 million. Let me ask you this. Would you be willing to pay Robertson over $8 million? He scored 40 goals. There's a big goals. difference. He scored he's, double his double Stutzla's goals. He's okay, three so, years older, and he's proven it two seasons in a row. Okay, so so let, let's look at it without this then, okay? We don't know that he's going to score 40 goals. Let, let's just say that, his con, that Robertson became a restricted free agent not this year, but the year before. So when he was a Calder Trophy candidate, right? Okay, let's just put it that way. At that point, would you give him $8 million? No. Probably not. Okay. So that's that's the risk that you're going with when you assume yeah. that that you know that Stutzla is going to be a 30-goal scorer next season. But, Maybe but even at 70, that, 80 points. I mean, Robertson's season last year is still better than Stutzla's season this year. He had more points per game than Stutzla did. It's like... I I just don't know that that paying that much is going to be worth it. it it's if if it works out, they're gonna look like geniuses. But it's it's just I I don't think that's a gamble worth taking. E- either way, it doesn't really matter if we're saying that's a gamble worth taking. This is what the market has set now. So for cap issues, that is what he's worth, whether we like it or not. So that's what the market says he's worth. We have to see what Neil's gonna do now. Also. Robertson is the bigger forward. He weighs 10 more pounds and is three inches taller. Really? That surprises me. I didn't realize that uh, Stutzla was that small. He's six foot. Yeah. So, okay. Well, well, let me ask uh, about this then. Um, Let's get into a, a little bit of the cap issues when it surrounds the Dallas Stars here, because now that we know the number that, Otter signed for he signed for four million dollars, and that's per year for the for the next three seasons. When you look at the cap and you look at cap friendly right now, like literally right now, it's about six point three million dollars. All right, there's no way he's signing for six million dollars. No, I'm sorry, but I I feel like we can. It would be a miracle. Yes, it would be a miracle, and it it would basically have to be like a one year six million dollars with the understanding that we're going to give him like $9 million next season, which again, the, I, I don't, you're, you don't take a promise from a, from a yeah. team that, Oh, well, we'll pay you $6 million now, but next season we'll pay you $9 million. So I don't know that, that that's not going to happen. But the, the only thing that we can look at with the cap is look at a couple of players that may get moved out or may get buried in the minors where we can get some cap relief. Now, the only thing we can do right this second is we could put Dobby down in the minors, which he's going to be in the minors anyway, and we would get about um, like $1.1, $1.2 million in cap relief. That would that that could go towards signing Robertson. So we that would uh, give us about $7.4 million to work with about, around there. Um, but that's only if you just bury him in the minors. And if we have some sort of goaltending issue where Otter, Otter gets hurt or you know Wedgwood gets hurt or something like that, then we're in real big trouble because then we have to bring up some other goaltender in emergency or whatever. Um, is $7.4 million enough to get it done? Because it could, uh, be. Y- it could right. So I- I- is it a yes or a no, though, for you? 
because that's kind of a hard that's like right there where you yeah, think maybe Robertson would take it. Yeah. Um I'm gonna say no. Say no, I agree. I, I think one hundred percent agree. I think that since we signed uh, Marchum, I've been thinking like we're we're gonna have to move someone else. Someone has to, someone has to be on the way out f- so that we can get that cap space. Like there's just w- with having Ben and Sagan make as much money as they do, there's just there's no chance that we're gonna be able to sign him for seven million. I think. Yeah, I I, I feel like a move has to be made. I don't think we're gonna be able to figure this out just with what we got now. Um, and it's really, it, 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 at the end of this off season, it's, it's feeling like a big failure from the stars because they were in talks about making a big move throughout the off season and they weren't able to do it. They vastly underestimated how valuable Robertson and uh, Otter were. And they, they were wrong about the market completely. So it, it's starting to look like a failure of an off season. Um, but if they can get him signed and not drop anybody else, that might be a good thing. Or if they can find a way to move Dobby completely and get his contract off the books, that'd, that'd be a win too. But yeah, it, it, it underwhelming performance off season wise overall. So is he the only person that you would consider moving to, to clear cap space? That would also Cause... be Foxa. Obviously. That's that's another name that's been out there, but again, he's got a. I think he has a modified no trade it's list. A modified no trade. It's like five so, teams. Yeah, the player submits traded. a five team no trade list. So how this works is he would he's got he has five teams that he does would not want to be traded to, and no matter what happens, we we cannot trade him to one of those five teams, and more than likely those are the teams that are probably you know at the they're going to be sucky for lack of a better term. Sorry. And those teams are going to be the ones that have the cap space. So I, I, I just don't see that happening. Um, the only other thing you could do is you could literally go with the bare minimum and go with 12 forwards, six defensemen, and just go with that, and you would probably have enough to sign Robertson for $8 million. But that gives you zero wiggle room to have an extra body in the roster. Is that something that you would consider doing in order to get Robo signed? Or I, I personally don't think uh, that, that that's a good idea. Maybe. I don't know. I just, I just want to get him signed. I mean, whatever he has to do to do it, it's worth it. If that's what, if that's what it comes down to and he has to do bare minimum on the roster, fine. Do it. Just yeah. get him signed. Yeah. It, we're we're at a point where he needs to be playing at the beginning of the season, because if we get behind at the beginning of the season, we're not a team that's going to just blow up and win every single game and be able to come back into the playoff spots. Like we need to be, we have to be in the hunt the whole time or else we are going to miss it. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yeah. We have to have a good start in order for the stars to be in the playoffs. You have to be in the top eight by December, I think. In order, in order to, to to be to be had and have a chance to get into the playoffs, even. Um. Other question that I I've seen floating kind of around social media a little bit is, is this a problem of Jim Nil or is this Tom Gillardy doing some of this stuff pulling strings behind the scenes? Because, uh, you know, we we would have said like maybe two weeks ago that oh this is just. Jim Nell not taking care of business here and yada, 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 yada. But it looks like Tom Gillardy has kind of been around behind the scenes a little more than we thought uh, in having his hands on the team a little bit more. Um, is, is this, you know, just Tom Gillardy not wanting to pay Robertson what everyone thinks he's worth and what he thinks he's worth? No, that's over. That's overblown. Gillardy has shown that he will open his pocketbook. I mean, he's, he's willing to, to, keep a full cap all the time. He's not going to get to the cap floor and just stay there to save money and try and build up a team. He'll, he'll spend money. He's, he's proven that if nothing else. So I think he's just, since he's in hockey, like you said, with his junior team, I think he just likes hearing about it. And he, he likes being in the know and everything and talking to Jim Neal about it. I don't think he's super involved the way 
the podcast made it seem to be. The, the way the podcast sounded, it was like, oh yeah, he's making all the decisions. I think he's just talking about what he heard from from Nil. That that's my that that that's just a hunch. I have no reason to believe that's true, but that, that that's the way I, I think because he's been a a great owner up until the podcast. Really, we've had no, I've had no complaints. So, mm-hmm. I I really think we probably paid Marchment more than we wanted to because because he was sought after in the in the on I can't think of I just lost in the market yeah on the market we we probably paid more because we really wanted that that extra forward and Neil was probably thinking yeah that I could probably get away with this and now it's very much obvious that he cannot get away with it at all and uh yeah I don't really have anything else to add to that. Y'all, y'all kind of, kind of wrapped it all nice and tight, like in a real nice burrito. So nail on the head. Uh, I, I was trying to find a different analogy. I use that a lot, but also I'm tired, so my brain's not really working all that well. But uh, I do want to pull this up because this is actually one thing I was thinking, and Ardell was uh, making a good point here. I find it funny everyone hates on uh, Gallardi. Dude is a brilliant businessman might learn something from him i mean and you know you can be upset with a guy who who's a billionaire and has his fingers all over the team and stuff like that and wants to be around the team a lot but you know if we didn't have him there wouldn't be a lot of stability in the dallas market i mean remember those with what we call the the dark ages when the stars were just flat out terrible and you know we were not spending money we were just a team that was just making money and not trying to get into the playoffs. We were just existing. That that sucked. I, I remember those years very well, unfortunately. But uh, if it wasn't for Tom Gallardi, then we wouldn't have a, a good Stars team like we have. So, But um, anything else we need to add to that, uh, you guys, when it comes to that whole conversation with Robo? Nope. Sign him at all costs. Here's my new prediction. Two years, $8 million. That's kind of what I think will happen. Maybe 8.5. I, I think it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get to that point, and we're going to see somebody get moved out. Who that is, I don't know yet. But hopefully it's Dobby. Just, again, not because we, I hate him, but just that's just going to be what it is. Because he's not on the team. Yep. What a bad contract looking back on it. We knew that wasn't going to be a good contract. No, we all knew it. That sucks. Yeah. Hey, football fans. The first Sunday of the NFL season is finally here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving new customers a can't-miss offer to celebrate the return of the NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets Instantly, and as an added bonus for week one, everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. Here's how it works. Bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet this Sunday. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey guys, Ryan once again. Lately I've been listening to a lot of Owl City. They have a new album coming out very soon and it's been great because I've been listening to their stuff again. I'm getting really excited for their new album. But one reason it's been great to listen to is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. With optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, these earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me on that. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. 
Raycons are priced just right. You get the quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder that Raycons everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. But what I love about these Raycon earbuds even more is the additional features that it comes with, including three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. I love the noise isolation because when I want to listen to my music, I don't want to hear anything else. So I'm glad that that is an, an additional feature in this earbud. But I also really like listening to some of the customizable sound profiles. So for example, one of the profiles I use is I use the bass sound because it really is great for songs with a strong beat, and Owl City has a lot of songs that have a strong beat. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Uh, Dallas Stars are going to appear 13 times on the NHL national broadcast schedule. So... Uh, this was just released today as well. Uh, they're going to play five times on TNT, three times on ABC, twice on ESPN, and three times exclusively on ESPN Plus slash Hulu. So uh, some of those games that we're looking at, uh, you know, Dallas and Nashville on the 13th uh, of October, Toronto versus Dallas, December 6th, just to name a few, Tampa Bay at the Stars on February 11th. Um, so it, this has been, you know, kind of new for the stars. Like this goes back to the, to the years when NBC was the, the national broadcast, uh, had the national broadcast schedule and we'd have like one, maybe two games that the Dallas stars were in, uh, at a national level. So it's kind of interesting that, uh, that there's 13 games now that the stars are in. And maybe that's because there's, there's just more broadcasts you know, national broadcast teams, you got ESPN, you got ESPN plus TNT, but, uh, what do you, what do y'all think of this? Is this indicative of the stars getting better being a more popular team or is, do you think it's just because, uh, there's more national broadcast teams? I think we're definitely a more popular team. And I think that's due to a rise of like the central core fans that are diehards. Now. I mean, you look on Twitter, there's a large group of fans that are talking about nothing but Dallas stars hockey all the time. And that's so cool to have a big fan base like that. Um, and I think that people see that and they gravitate towards it as a, a group that's really enthusiastic. And I think that stars fans have grown over the past few years. And I think that's due to, to fans like us not to pat ourselves on the back and fans like you who are listening to a podcast in September about hockey, go watch football, <laughs> <laughs> go watch football. Uh, we're gonna watch football for like two weeks or maybe a month until the until the uh, the season starts. But uh, yeah, James, what do you think? No, no real opinion on it. Honestly, a lot James of people don't. Me. A lot of people don't <laughs> like the national broadcasts sometimes, just because it's the different play by play people, and that's part of the stars not being in national broadcasts previously. We're kind of spoiled because we always have our own our own broadcasters always doing play by play. So, and we, we really do have a, have a great, we have some great characters on our, on our broadcast. So it's, it's, it's really fun for us just doing our local broadcast, but it's, it's also on when you get those games on the national level, it's trying to grow the game as a whole. And they're trying to grow it in the South more too. Like it, it's, it's, really what more of what the game needs it needs to get out there more so those games feel more important to me i don't know about y'all but whenever i'm turning it on on tnt or espn i'm like ooh, this is a big deal mm. here's a question i'll ask it again which one's better tnt or espn tnt tnt i love tnt's broadcast man it, it's it's so much more fun than than listening it, to espn it's really fun they they were really their basketball broadcast. Obviously, everybody loves that, and they've get done a pretty good. Last year's a good start of getting on that track. You know, if they can keep that rolling, that'll be fun. And having Wayne Gretzky on there and Biz Na- Biz Nasty just talking to Wayne Gretzky—that's crazy. What the is two going on? Polar opposites, right? That is like that's insane. But it was awesome. So keep that up. 
It's like, just like having a Shaq and Charles Barkley. The, exactly. the, just both of those guys on the TNT broadcast for in the NBA is just fantastic. Um, now, I, I will say this about uh, ESPN. Um, ESPN, they they do have some people that I I don't in like that I don't like and I don't enjoy. But listening to the Stanley Cup Final, I, whoever I forget who was the broadcast team for that entire Stanley Cup Final, but I really enjoyed listening to those guys. My personal opinion, I I really liked them. They're much better than most of the other broadcast teams, obviously because it's the Stanley Cup Final. But uh, still, I thought they did a fantastic job in the Stanley Cup Final. ESPN did. They have some really, really good commentators, but then they also have some really awful ones like we talked about. Most of them are on ESPN+. Plus. But I also just think that their uh, their pregame and their intermission reports are just uninspired, bad. Pretty much like NBC's. NBC's was terrible. It was not worth listening to. The only reason you would have that on is so that you can mute it and look at Patrick Sharp's beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the other thing that I do appreciate about ESPN and TNT both. They both do a lot better job than NBC in, in this particular thing is they actually get our players' names right. Like, I, yeah. I looking back this past season, I don't remember one instance where they mispronounced one of our players' last names. And all the time on like, NBC. Like, consistently, like, once every two national games that the Stars would be in or whatever. The dreaded they would consist- in. <laughs> I, like, not- That's literally like our star player, and they can't get yeah. the name right. <laughs> I literally, I remember ESPN, or ESPN. I remember oh. NBC uh, one time calling it Huskinen. I heard like, Huskinen, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" It's like, how hard is it to go through the list of players like ten minutes before the broadcast starts and just be like, "Is this how you say it? Oh, it is good. Is this how you say it? Oh, it is it? Okay, let me look it up. Play. It. Oh, that's how you say it. Okay, got it. Like, it can't be that hard to just look at the names once. You should shouldn't need more than that, honestly. Yeah, and I, I, it's it's never been Heiskinen. It's Heiskinen. That every place that I've heard it, that's what, that's how Josh says it. So if Josh Bogorod, the play-by-play voice of the Dallas Stars, who knows the players probably better than anybody and probably talks to the players on a regular basis, says Heiskinen, then it's Heiskinen. Don't try to be different. Call the last name what it is, whether it's the correct pronunciation in that player's uh, home country or not. Okay, they probably run this stuff by the players, right? You would think, right? Calling it, saying Heiskinen rather than Heiskinen or whatever. The local broadcasts probably do, but I wouldn't. The the national definitely doesn't. Well, any either ways. uh, What I thought was really interesting was that. The last two games the Stars have is going to be against the St. Louis Blues. It's a back-to-back, so it's a home-and-home. Home. So it's first it's in St. Louis, and then it's in Dallas, and they're both national games. That's gonna that's fun. That's, that's fun. really like, fun. Like whoever whoever created the beginning and end of our season is a genius because they did a, ba- a back-to-back with Nashville in home openers, and then they did a back-to-back with Blues to end it out. Like those, those are awesome. That's fun. Um, do y'all see both of those teams doing really well this year, Nashville and St. Louis? They're both good. They both should be in the Nashville might not. Um, I just, I'm not sold. I think that they're on the downward trek and they're just trying to hang on, but I think that they should both be at least on the bubble. If not in, I think St. Louis obviously is more likely to be in, but I think Nashville was sort of kind of in the same hemisphere as the stars they're they're a good team that with a lot of questions (laughs) yes with a lot of questions yep and and i mean they've they re-signed forsberg i think that's their biggest thing is they re-signed uh their top goal scorer when it looked like he was probably gonna leave so uh it's gonna be exciting to watch uh those teams on the national broadcast we'll see how the stars do against them um, next thing we need to talk about stars wise is the Dallas stars released their traverse city lineup roster and it, uh, showcases the big three for the stars. And, you know, when we're talking about the big three, we're talking about, uh, the prospects, not the new big three or the old big three, but the big three prospects, 
That's we gotta confusing. stop calling people the. Big we we, we gotta start calling. We, we just start. I don't know. We we gotta start calling them the it's actual. The Avengers line. The Avengers line. I'm still not. I I, I whatever. It, we're not talking that's about what, that. Right. That's we're, what he says most of the time on the broadcast. So it, I mean, the Avengers line. Okay, whatever. Uh, but did save a lot of games. To be fair, <laughs> that's true. Uh, quite quite a few. Um, but looking at the Traverse City lineup, I've got it here on my. Uh, on the podcast Twitter feed here. Um, where'd he go? Uh, it features the the players you would expect. Uh, Riley Damiani is there, so this is probably his last year in this particular format. Uh, and then you've got, obviously, the big three, like I said. Wyatt Johnston, you've got Logan Stakeoven, and you've also got Mr. Maverick Bork, who has kind of had a, uh, a rough season when it comes to injuries. Now, on the uh, defensive front, you've got... Uh, some some big names still, big bigger names for Stars prospects. You've got Grushnikov, who uh, is over in the United States right now, so that's pretty good. I like, and that's a fun name to say too, Grushnikov. Um, and then uh, the other name that I'm really interested to see how he does is Christian Kairou. Uh, Kairou was a second uh, a second round pick from this past season. Uh, he's the brother of St. Louis Blues forward uh, Jordan, Jordan. Kairou. I think it's I Jordan, think it's right? And he had a really big uh, outbreak season this year, and uh, I'm I'm really curious to see how he does. Uh, he's not planned to make any kind of AHL roster or anything like that, Christian Cairo. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to to watch this team. And what's different about this team compared to other Dallas Stars teams is that this team is like very heavy on the offense, like very very heavy on the offense. It appears so. Uh, would you, if you had the chance to to watch the Traverse City tournament, would you all be watching it? Yeah, I think there's nowhere to watch it though. I think it was streaming on the Red Wings website that one year, but I I haven't heard anything about it being watchable. Any update on that, Ryan? Can we watch it? Uh, I'll have to look it up later. I have no idea. I mean, last someone year, someone tell us if we can watch it. Yep. Send us a, send us a link. Yep. And I, I think it since it's not a like NHL, you know, funded thing, it's just a couple of teams getting together and seeing how their prospects do against each other. Um I, I know James and I last year or the year before, uh, I forget where what when it was, James, we kind of did a live stream where we watched the game and you know, we just kind of talked about the prospects as we went through and it was just, it was just one of the games we were missing hockey and stuff like that, but um, I would love to see a line of Stankov and Bork and Johnston just to see. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Just go <laughs> nuclear here. Just just go yeah. nuclear with your prospects. Make that your first line and just see how they do. <laughs> because th- imagine that would all be so three of them make our roster and they're just our third line. That would be so cool, dude. They would probably be our second line, honestly. And then Sagan sweet. and Sagan and Ben get pushed down to the third line. But let's do it. Um, I'm, all and, I'm all in. I'm ready. Let's do it, dude. Y'all are like, y'all, y'all are saying some things right now. That, that's yeah, let's do it. <laughs> like, 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 calm down a little bit. Okay. Well, some some other things when you look at this roster, it's kind of exciting to look at. You've got uh, Connor Roulette, who's kind of slowly been making his progression and doing pretty well. So I, I'm going to be curious to see how he does. Uh, Logan Morrison is also really interesting too. Um, I forget what it was exactly, but I think he was the. It was in one of the three CHL leagues. He was like the playoff MVP for the, and he had the most points in, in that league's playoff or whatever. So uh, that's really interesting. Uh, Frederick Karlstrom, you may recognize that name because he made a couple of games on the Stars roster this past season. That that will be really interesting to see. A uh, friend of the show, Matthew Simonoff, sixth round pick from this past year. Uh, he's he's going to be there at Traverse City, so we'll look to see how he does. Um, obviously, you've got Mr. Skate Everywhere, Antonio Stranges. That's going to be fun to see what he can do. Um, and then another really interesting one that uh, that a lot of people over here are kind of pointing out to me already, and uh, Eric is, uh, is Matt Murray. And... Not we got Matt him Murray. from Toronto. <laughs> Wrong Matt Murray. Wrong Matt Murray. Wrong now. 
There's two um, of them. Matt, Matt Murray came over from, I believe it was from the University of Massachusetts, I believe, at the end of the college season, came to the Texas Stars, played with the Texas Stars, and actually did pretty decently. So uh, he had a, a really good record and a really good save percentage. So could he be the next, you know, Matt Murray? Matt Murray. Matt Murray. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew y'all were going to say that. I, I didn't want to say it. I was just like, oh, that's so stupid. Uh, dad joke time. But uh, anyways, guys, uh, what what do y'all think about some of those names? I, I, I get interested in, uh, you know, seeing how these prospects do. There's a lot of names that, you know, compared to years past, I wouldn't be as interested in. But I'm more interested in now because, especially on the forward side, I'm really excited to to see how these guys do. Yeah, obviously those big three. I think it's really cool that we got all of them there. Um, and it's, it's really the first chance for one of them to kind of pull ahead in Stars coaching staff eyes, you know? Like, it it's not them in separate leagues on different teams. And, oh, who knows how they compare. It's, they're going up against each other right now. This is the first chance to make it known like, hey, I'm the guy. So we've talked about we're expecting maybe one of these guys to make the the NHL roster to start the season. So we'll see who it's going to be because I think definitely at least one is going to make it. So Yeah, and they've all kind of had their own like like good streaks throughout the past year. And the, the past one obviously being Logan Stakecoven at the at the World Juniors. So... You're muted, Ryan. Dang it. Huh. See, yeah, I was about to sneeze too. So that's why I muted myself. Anyways, um, one interesting uh, thing I wanted to talk about is could Riley Damiani be passed over by one of those quote unquote big three? Definitely. Because absolutely. I think he should be. Okay. All it, right. What, what makes you think? I that? still think I'm just that curious. Damiani has. He can still play well enough and compete with them. It really depends on how he does this last season. Because he did play, Damiani had that chance in, in that last game of that series that, against Calgary. And he looked he looked good in it. He didn't look slow. He didn't look like he was behind. He kept up with the plays. Now, he didn't really score and he didn't really have chances to score. So maybe he's still kind of, maybe he's still kind of sitting in more of a fourth line spot in the future but i mean he can definitely still compete with them i just think it's not super likely the offensive potential from all three of those guys is just so much higher than damiani i mean it's just it it looks like they if they pan out they could really all three of them have a chance of being really good in this league so and i don't feel that way about damiani i think damiani could be a good third line guy but the the other three can be top line guys, top ten in the NHL, winning trophies and stuff. So that's why you put those other guys before Damiani, in my opinion. I, I slightly agree with y'all on that, but mostly just because when Damiani came into the regular season and he played, it wasn't a ton of games, but he came in. He looked really good right off the bat, like the first, I'd say two, maybe two and a half games. And then it was really obvious that the, the defensive side of his game was not on par with what it needed to be in the NHL. So if anything is going to kill Damiani, it's going to be the defensive side of the puck. And, you know, it is Johnston a better two-way forward? Uh, is Bork a better two-way forward? What about Stanky? Uh, is Stanky able to, uh, to be that defensive forward? I, I think that's what it's going to come down to with you know one of those four guys making the team is who has the more the more better the better defensive awareness out of those four and you know who can also you know pitch in offensively as well so that that'll be interesting to see so all right um i wanted to play a little game with you guys i like games all right and i'm I, and everybody else they had no idea i was going to throw this on them but no idea. I thought this would be interesting. interesting. And we're going to do a little bit of Dallas Stars stat trivia. All right. All right. So with this, what, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you, who is the leader in this statistical category all time 
when it comes to the Dallas Stars. How? Yes. I, I don't even all know. I, I barely know all the players now, Ryan. How do you want me to, to <laughs> guess this? I okay. literally can't win. I'm going to well, win. We, Ryan, go. We, we, we can talk about some of this sort of stuff. Or it, it, maybe it, I haven't even seen the stats myself, actually. So if y'all want to look up like the all-time stats and quiz me and see if I can get them right, then we can nope. try that. Do you want to do it I that way? This. Chris, no, you got, I got this? this? I'm going to win. Okay. All right. Some of the, we'll, we'll, I'll throw you some softballs first. Okay. Some underhanded like softballs. softballs. Okay. All right. So games played. Who is the leader in games played when it comes to the Dallas Stars all time leader? Mike Madonna. Okay. James, what do you think? That's the only old player that I know. <laughs> Mike Madonna <laughs> is the Turco. is the leader in that category. He, he leads yeah. it with one one thousand four hundred and fifty nine games played. Uh, all time, a lot of games. All right. Um, this one I would be very surprised if you if you guys get uh this one. This one is. I don't even think you you guys know this this player's name. Um, who is the leader in penalty minutes? All time when it comes to penalty the Dallas minutes. Stars, penalty minutes and don't cheat. Craig Ludwig. That's actually a pretty good guess, Christian. Dang. <laughs> oh. That's not it. That's not it. James, any ideas? Uh, the old otter. Again, that's a pretty good guess He's too. Hot. Nope. Uh, Eric, good good job, Eric. Uh, the answer there is Shane Turla. The early to mid '90s, Shane Cherlock, it was a big time enforcer of the Dallas Stars. One thousand eight hundred and eighty-three penalty minutes. Get that? That is insane. Who's next? Okay. Who's number two on that list? Oh, let's see. Oh, I don't even know this player's name, and I I think it's probably including players from uh, North Stars from the from the North Stars as well. So number two, I, I I don't even know who this is. It's Basil McRae. No idea. Uh, he had 1,567. Now number three and four and five on the list. Yeah, 300 penalty minutes less. Now you want to go, let, let, let's do number three, number four, number five. Let's see if, if y'all can figure this out. Number three, number four, number five. Y'all should know these players. But it was neither of our guesses. It, it one it was one of y'all's guesses. One of them is one of y'all's guesses. Ludwig. Nope. What? Huh. It's Steve Ott. Steve Ott is number five with one thousand one hundred and seventy. Darian Hatcher is number yeah. It was Steve Ott is number five. Darian Hatcher is number three with one thousand three hundred and eighty. Who is number four? Russell. Nope. Dang it. You he should know number four. He wasn't here long enough. No, he wasn't. That's what I was thinking, too. Moro. Very good, Christian. Number Ah-ha! four is Brendan Morrow. Brendan Morrow had 1,203 penalty minutes over the course of his career with the Dallas Stars. I thought that was fun, right? Isn't that oh, fun, to, fun to talk about? Okay, here's another one. Uh, and y'all actually know number one on this list. Uh, on this list, we're talking about Plus minus, and I know oh, we all Chris's hate this. Favorite stat. I, I hate this stat too. But plus minus all time, who is number one? Sergey Zubov. Y'all both know this player. Sergey Zubov. Sergey Zubov is not number one. He is number three with plus one hundred three. Dang it! That's a good guess, though. It is a good guess. You did you did pretty well on that. Any other ideas? Jamie Ben. <laughs> Jamie Ben is number nine on the list with with forty seven plus forty seven. Guess top ten guess is all I'm saying. Top ten. That's not bad. <laughs> plus minus is weird though because you don't have to really play that long in the league to have a good plus minus. And that's true, right? So, th- but think of it this way: in, in order to have a good plus minus, you all you have to be good offensively and defensively. That should give you a huge hint there. Louis Erickson? Nope. I give up. 
James? Trevor Davey. Again, a good guess, but nope. The answer is Yeri Letnin. Good job. Ah. Right down there. Yeah. Okay. So Yeri Letnin, and it was like, I only did this one because it was by a significant margin, right? And it showed how good uh, Yeri Letnin was defensively. Plus 176 as number one. Number two is Mike Madonna with a plus 118. I thought about saying that. That is insane. And that shows you how good Yuri Littnin was over the course of his career. Yes, he was good offensively, but he was amazing defensively. Great, great defensive player. Okay, um, let's see Last if we one. can pick maybe. Yeah, let's do one more. Um, you want to do a goalie one? Let's do yeah, a goalie I love one. Goalies. Let's do a goalie one. Okay, let's do uh, shutouts all time. Shutouts, shutouts all, time. all time. Who leads... The Dallas Stars in all-time shutouts. Marty Shoko. <laughs> all right, so, James, what did you say? Two. I said Marty Turco. Okay, Marty Turco. Eddie Chris? Belfour. Eddie Belfour. James wins. It's Marty Turco. Oh, with he had three in one playoff series. Right, exactly. <laughs> so How could it I, not be man. him? Yeah, and, Is and, Belfour uh, two? Belfour was number two. Okay. Shocked. Uh, Where's Mog? Um... Mog? Yeah. I can't believe you just said that. It's not Mog. It's Andy Moog. My goodness. Okay. I'll give you number I'll, I'll give you number three because I don't even know who this guy is. It's uh Cesare Maniango. I think I that's Maniago. from that's from the uh, I'm guessing yeah, that's from the North Stars days. He was but my favorite. You should know who number four and number five are. Actually, you all both know who number four and number five are. You should know. Kari Lettinen. Kari Lettinen is number four with number with twenty four shutouts over his Who career. Who was the other one that he played with? It was Tim Thomas. <laughs> Tim Thomas played as a Dallas Star for like one season, not quite. Any other guesses? Miami. That's a good oh. guess, but no, not a good guess. No, I, I quit. don't know. Number five ben is Bishop. Ben Bishop with 14. Chris said it just before. Just in the <laughs> um, others on this list, you've got Anton Hudobin at number 10 with five, Mike Smith with five, and Ron Tugnut with five. That's a great name. And uh, number seven, it, well, num- let's do number six. Number six is John Casey um, back from the North Stars Day. North Stars Days, sorry. Um, Gillies Maloche. Uh, Darcy Wakaluk, no idea. And then Andy Moog uh, tied Darcy Wakaluk with eight. So I just thought that was interesting. Cool. Okay, uh, we're getting into our uh, Who Cares segment for the evening. Um, and uh, we literally came up with this, you know, over a week ago. So, we, so we've had it's plenty of time. It's a month ago, Ryan. Thank you very much. Okay, excuse me. It was a month ago, right? So we have had plenty of time to give you a very thorough who cares segment for this evening. Yeah, this is another serious one because they didn't want to talk about the favorite candle scents because they want to see all manly and masculine and act like they don't smell candles. They just pretend they're liars. Anyway, moving on. We're doing another serious one. Sorry, everybody who loves the silly who cares segments. This one's serious. We're doing our top three songs currently. So not of all time, not most influential. What are you listening to right now at this moment? Top three songs. Go. Ryan. First. Oh, um, okay. I was about to say, um, oh, I, I forgot. I normally go first. <laughs> okay. So uh, for those of you that don't know us all that well when it comes to our music is all three of us love Al City. I think I'm a bigger Owl City fan than than probably y'all two. I listen to it more on a regular basis. But uh, for my number three right now, I'll put Montana. Montana is the name of the song by Owl City. It was on their latest album, uh, Cinematic. And I love that song. It's fantastic. Uh, it, it's really cool because uh, James and I actually, uh, when we went to Glacier National Park this past, uh, was it this past summer that we went to? No, it was the summer before, right? 
summer before. Uh, in the song, they talk about certain roads in Montana, and we actually got to drive on the same roads that uh, Owl City was uh, talking about. So and that was kind of cool. Yep, and we got to go to Pole Bridge. It's like a little, uh, tiny little, I don't know what you call it. Bridge dude. on a pole. Town site. It's a Camp- campsite. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. It's a <laughs> tiny little campsite. So um, that that's my number three. James, what you got? Right. My number three right now is Mr. Sandman from The Cordettes. Wow. Bum, bum, Super bum. Super modern. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 indeed. Wow. <laughs> That's great. All right. Okay, Chris. Mine all have a theme for some reason. I'm a happy person. I think I'm happy overall. All the songs I'm listening to are so depressing. They are so sad. Oh, my goodness. I Let guess me guess. You just, have some AJR in there somewhere. Another emotion. No AJR at all. Really? The AJR is gone. I Zero AJR. You, Christian. you know what has come back recently? The country music. And in my number three, oh, no. one of the greatest country music songs ever made, Colder Weather by Zach Brown Band. So okay, sad. I can get behind that. I do like that, that song. That song... I almost, if I'm by myself in a dark room, just laying there on my bed, half naked, and I just listen to this music and get in my <laughs> feels. Okay, I'll way, see you guys man. later. I'm out. I'm being honest, James. <laughs> I'm opening up the way Zach Brown Band did in this song. It's so sad. Oh, my goodness. All right, Ryan. Number two. Um, My number two song is, it, it tugs on the heartstrings a lot. It does. And uh, this is a song that's not new. It's kind of older, but it, it's new to me because I haven't listened to it uh, until the past, I would say, maybe year or two. But I, I keep finding myself going back to this song. And it's the song, uh, it's a Rascal Flatts song, and it's called Skin. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. But it is incredibly, incredibly like uh, gut-wrenching. And if you just listen to the words, it's really, really sad. Really, really, really sad. I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's never heard the song before. Go listen to it. Skin by Rascal Flats. What a great, really, really, really pulls out the and depress everybody. Yeah, since y'all are both being Debbie Downers, I'll pull my pull one of my <laughs> wonderful tricks out. I am going with SIMP Squirrels in My Pants from because <laughs> that song is amazing. Okay. <laughs> absolutely stunning song funniest thing ever oh you have to tell you have to tell people what it's from though james some people might not know what you're talking about we did we were laughing over it it's it's from phineas and ferb it's from phineas and ferb the greatest cartoon ever and guess what happens in the song the the person her pants there's yeah there's squirrels she had actual squirrels in her pants Yes, right. that is a quote from the show. I love, I love that. I love that show. All right, back to reality. Getting in our feels a little bit more. I'm trying, man. <laughs> to, I, to I mean, out of I don't depth. know, James. Maybe that's in your feels. Um, the number two song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Chris. Number two song. <laughs> the number two song. For me, that I am currently listening to is "Gravity" by John Mayer. What a great! Oh, that's a good one. By. I mean, just keep just keep chugging along, man. Just keep chugging along. Don't worry about the gravity. It's working against me. Just keep me where the light is. All right, Ryan. Give us your number one fit, most favorite song that you were listening to at the current moment in time. Um, I'll give my honorable mention real quick to to uh, Fall Out Boys. My songs know what you did in the dark. Man, Ryan really so, can't decide on a top three, like, can he? His honorable mention. I don't think he's time. ever I done a lot of stuff. You don't you don't understand ever. how this segment works, Ryan. Okay, you, you don't gave, understand how hard gave, it is for me to do this. You gave an honorable like, really mention hard. to like a bottle last time. I swear, I swear you gave an <laughs> you honorable did. mention to the bottle. You did. There's no way don't. you like more than three different types of bottles. All yes, right, Ryan. Now, oh let me goodness. build it up okay. again since you ruined it. Ryan, give us your number one most favorite song in the world at the current moment in time. Well, my second honorable mention. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> okay, my number one song right now is, and it, I love the song when I first heard it on one of the most underrated movies that, you know, I didn't expect it to to be this good. We're going to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse's Sunflower by Mr. You-Know-Who. So I is love Posty? that song. Go ahead. I love Posty. Posty's I love Posty. guy. I mean, yep. he's a Dallas guy. He's a kind guy. I love Posty. Now, there's not a lot of stuff you can listen to of his, if you ask me, because a lot of his stuff is kind of a little on the inappropriate side. But that song in particular, Sunflower, I absolutely love it. I could listen to it on repeat. Yeah, this stuff is just about drugs and alcohol and stuff. It's fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, totally fine. James, number one song. Go ahead. All right. My number one song is The A-Team from Ed Sheeran. It's just kind of a oh, mellow song. I love I, it, it it just like when I listen to it, I just like instantly just calm down. It's so so nice. I love that song. All right. And finally, Chris is gonna ruin it for everybody. Here the actual number one song. If you have never heard this song, go listen to it. Like I said, in a dark room, half naked, all that stuff, and just gonna say, just, just listen to it. Like no, y'all y'all are gonna fully agree with me. It is, and so it goes by Billy Joel. Oh, this has to be one of the most saddest songs I've ever heard in my entire life. It's so sad. It's one of the few songs I can actually play and sing on piano. One of the few. It's just like when he plays that song, you can feel every emotion with every note he plays. Everything he felt. it's, It's just one of those songs. Billy Joel is just... I, I mean, he's one of the greatest artists of all time. One of the greatest artists of all time. And he's just absolutely fantastic. And that uh, that song is just like his one of his best songs that he ever did. It's up there with and, Piano Man. The crazy thing Piano is, Man is like, still not he, as good as he's, that one. It, he's just singing and playing the piano and that's it. <laughs> yep, yeah, that's it. There's nothing extra right. in it. There's he, he doesn't need it in that song. That's that's what makes it so good. The simplicity and he's just pouring his heart out. He's pouring it out on the piano through his voice. It's everything. It's so good. Christian getting That's how you like, get in your feels. Yeah. Getting all Y'all ask me about music, man. Right. Y'all ask me. This is all listening to me. I'm listening to <laughs> sappy stuff. Here, I'll get y'all. Here, I'll get an honorable mention. That's a happy one. Hold, real quick. I forgot the name of it. Hold on. One second. Okay. Where well, I'm going to wrap it up while you're doing that. Okay? Nope. I got it. Already? No, wow, back to country music. Billy Currington, Good Directions. Now that's a sad song. <laughs> Thank God for good directions and turnip grains turnip grains i'm a good old country boy folks that's what i'm gonna leave y'all on all right all right hopefully next week you know you know we did a podcast last wednesday otter signed on thursday yep robertson it only makes sense that robertson's gonna sign tomorrow that way we have something to talk about next wednesday yeah exactly (laughs) Oh, we have, we have a ton to talk about. We got we got to do a season preview. We're getting up to that point. We're gonna start looking at line com- combos and maybe well, getting do more players and... until we have all of our players. Oh, Robertson's gonna be there surely. He's he's gonna be there before we'll the season see. starts. We'll okay. See. Anyways, guys, that's gonna do it for us this evening. Along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan. This has been Starcast Circle Marks. Please go and follow us. On social media, you can follow Chris on Twitter at ChrisCham2B, me at rchambers1993, and James at JamesTheBomb02. Follow all of our podcast social media as well. Check out StarCastRecordMarks.com for shop.com, excuse me, StarCastRecordMarksShop.com for all of the, your merch options for our podcast. We'd appreciate it. And we also want to say thank you to our sponsors, Raycon and DraftKings Sportsbook, for being our sponsor of this episode and of yep. all of THPN. Use that same promo, promo code. code. Same promo and code, both websites. How simple yes. is that? Easy. So, Easy. Once again, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good, fantastic evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. Bye, guys. Bye.